here on Metro FM Talk and the stats say, as uh, we've been saying, revealing that uh, unemployment uh, coming in and accelerating in the third quarter of 2021, reaching 34.9%, up from 34.4% in the preceding three months. Uh, now, uh, the big question mark, I guess, uh, uh, we asked this evening is uh, what has contributed to this? What is the occupational and sectoral profile? of uh, some of what we've seen. And joining me now on the line is Malarato Mosiane, Chief Director responsible for Labour Stats at Stats SA. Malarato, good evening and welcome. Good evening to you, Abonga, and to your listeners. Yeah, thank you very much for taking time out to join us. Malarato, let's maybe start off, I guess, with uh, the number of people unemployed. Uh, because one of the things that is being said is that the number of unemployed people has declined to 183,000. And yet, unemployment is much higher. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does that mean? Yes, uh, the, unem- the number of people who are unemployed declined by 183,000 compared mm. to the previous quarter. And we have also had about 660,000 people losing their jobs, which means employment also declined by 660,000 between the two quarters. However, the number of people who are discouraged has increased. So people have moved out of employment and out of unemployment into discouragement. So mm. if you look at uh, the number that we have of discouraged workers, it actually increased by more than half a million, 545,000 between the two quarters. Mm, mm, mm. And, and, you know, that effectively means people have opted out of even undertaking job search activities. Um I mean, is there any sense of, I guess, what, what drives that? Is it because just the costs of job search are so high or effectively, I guess, you know, uh, a lack of demand in the labor market on the part of many employers? I'm not sure what could be driving this, but of course, uh, we know there are some situations that happened that could have contributed to this, where business some businesses were forced to close uh, due to mm. the riots that we have seen in Gauteng and Kwazulu Natal. But those are not the only two provinces that lost jobs. Uh, there are other provinces as well where we have seen declines in employment. Uh, so that could be those could, those could be the factors that contributed to the picture that we are seeing. Uh, people are not having jobs, uh, but mm. uh, yeah, they are actually completely scrambled to their out of the labor market. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about what you, you know, I mean, one of the massive drivers of uh, the year-on-year changes we've seen has been in the trade sector. Now, I understand that's wholesale, retail, trade, those types of activities. Just shy of a quarter of a million jobs lost. Um, and uh, jobs, I guess, employment levels, they're standing at around 2.7 million. Uh, where, where else have we seen some significant employment losses uh, when we compare the picture in this third quarter to what we might have seen last year? Yes, if we look at the year-on-year picture, we have seen a huge uh, decline in employment uh, where we have lost 400,000 jobs uh, at the national level. And in terms of trade, uh, we have actually lost 231,000 year-on-year. And the other sector or industry that lost uh, a a good number of jobs is the Commission Social Services that lost 190,000 jobs. Uh, mining sector also is struggling. It uh, lost about 74,000 jobs year on year, as well as the manufacturing industry that lost uh, 58,000 jobs. And I guess the other one is, uh, you know, you mentioned community and social services. What, what type of work is that? Community and social services would mainly include uh, government 
as well as uh, other services such as uh, saloons, any uh, industry that could be providing uh, personal or or social services to the community would be included in that uh, category. But it's mainly government that provides uh, services to, to the to the public. Mm-hmm. And we've seen 190,000 uh, jobs lost on that score. And when, and when we look at the, uh, I guess, the occupational profile of some of the jobs that have been lost, um, I mean, w- what sense is made of that? And, uh, and maybe, I guess, Malarato, let's do this because I can see We've got a spot break nearing on us. So I want you yeah. to pause there for a second. We'll take the spot break. And when we come back, we'll take a look at that uh, employment by occupation and some of the key occupations that have seen uh, massive job losses over the last uh, a quarter. All right. Want to win a local holiday with 30,000 Rand with Discovery Insure? If so, um, whether it be an unforgettable experience with friends or cherished moments with family, Discovery Insure wants to see your uninsurable moments light up social media. To stand a chance to win, share an image or video of your uninsurable moment on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Tag Discovery South Africa and include the hashtag uninsurable moments. Competition closes on the 9th of December. 2021 remember to tag discovery south africa on all of your posts terms and conditions apply discovery insure is an authorized financial services provider we go straight into our headlines and uh yeah we continue with our discussion uh with uh, uh, malarato mosiane chief director responsible for labor statistics at Stats SA and Malarato, before we went to the break, I was quite interested in the uh, change in employment by occupation. And um, in particular, I guess, uh, some of the more mid-level and the lower level occupations uh, that we have across the distribution. And uh, once again, massive quarter on quarter changes for sales and service type roles. And uh, yeah, part of a bigger year on year change, a quarter of a million jobs lost 
in that type of work? Yes, uh, the, we have seen a huge uh, decline in terms of those who are working in sales and services, uh, in sales and services occupations. As you rightly say, we have lost about 173,000 uh, quarter on quarter and 250,000 year on year. But of course, there are other occupations also lost jobs. Actually, quarter on quarter, we lost jobs in all occupations except uh, within skilled agriculture. That uh, created 18,000 jobs. Even year on year, the picture is still the same where we have seen a massive uh, job losses uh, per each, per, per occupation. But uh, in terms of elementary jobs year on year, as much as we have lost 21,000 quarter on quarter, year on year, we have uh, seen an increase of about 150,000 uh, in the elementary jobs uh, category. I was saying earlier on, just before we started, uh, with one of our colleagues, Akwana Mlamleli, that um, there's a very sad story that one sees if you if one goes pre-COVID uh, to the same quarter in 2019 when it comes to domestic work. Now, um, QLFS numbers uh, for the third quarter of 2019 showed a thousand, uh, well, uh, just over a million, so a million and twenty-seven thousand uh, people engaged in domestic work. Uh, in that uh, Q3 of 2019, and uh, that number's gone down uh, to uh, much less than 900,000, uh, to around 856,000 uh, workers. Uh, and a big part of that, uh, uh, Malarato, might have happened during the pandemic last year. Does this suggest that uh, domestic work is, I guess, uh, one of the occupations at the bottom end of the distribution is still yet to recover from what we saw with the pandemic? Yes, we still yet to recover to the levels that uh, we had before uh, the pandemic. Uh, but of course, uh, if uh, people lose their jobs, uh, they are likely to let go of their domestic workers because they won't have any money to uh, pay them on a continuous basis. So if I lose my job today, the first thing I'll, I'll do is to let go of my domestic worker because I'll be home, I'll be able to do the, the domestic chores myself. Mm, and uh, I must say, uh, we certainly did see some uh, uh, interesting developments on social media around a case, uh, um, you know, out, uh, uh, I just forget the suburb, actually, but a case that uh, Ramitswana put out of uh, one employer there who was uh, not only, you know, deducting or taking deductions, but I guess uh, really, you know, preying on the desperation of many people uh, who work uh, within our homes. And uh, I think the numbers bear this out as we continue to see. But let's talk about that provincial picture. You, you had started to, to tell us about, I guess, uh, the impact of uh, what we saw in July out in Guazulu Natal and in Gauteng. Gauteng losing 200,000 jobs, uh, you know, in that quarter. Guazulu Natal, 123,000. Uh, but we also saw massive job losses out in the uh, Northwest, 128,000 roles lost there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, certainly a very, very sad picture there for those three provinces. Yes, we have seen a massive uh, job losses in those uh, provinces. But, of course, in KZN and Gauteng, we kind of expected the picture that we are seeing because mm. of the riots that happened in those two provinces. And also in Western Cape, if you remember, at the same time we had some taxi violence. But, of course, uh, Western yes. Cape is not uh, severely affected like the other two provinces. It only lost uh, 30,000 jobs uh, quarter on quarter. But in Northwest, uh, it was really a bit of a surprise 
uh, in terms of uh, the number that we are seeing where they have lost 128,000 uh, jobs uh, quarter on quarter. And this is across uh, different industries uh, within that particular province. It's mm. not like uh, jobs were lost in one specific uh, industry. Yeah. You've also, I guess, you know, have a table in this QLFS number, which is quite interesting in the context of the lockdowns and people working from home, where you've asked people in the survey sort of where, where they were working from. So is it their usual office? Are they working from home? Talk to me about some of the big differences that you see in the provincial picture of the proportion of people who are working from their usual places of work in the office and, you know, or even in the firm vis-a-vis those who have been able to be working from home. Uh, it does seem uh, that uh, the numbers are much, much higher in many of the urban provinces, uh, both in this quarter and even in some of the preceding quarters. Yes, uh, we have seen uh, big uh, differences between uh, provinces in terms of where people are working from. Uh, in provinces like uh, Gauteng, uh, Western Cape, people um, are more likely to, to work from their home rather than to work from the, the from their usual place of work that is uh, in the third quarter of uh, 2021. Uh, but if uh, we look at the national picture as well, uh, we see mainly managers and professionals uh, who are likely to have uh, tools of trade uh, or mm. actually working from home. Uh, because if you look at uh, plant and machine operators, they can't really work from home if they don't have uh, they don't have the machines that they have to use to produce whatever goods that they're producing. So they actually have to go to their place of work to do their activities. Uh, unlike professionals and managers, they are likely to only work with uh, laptops or uh, their cell phones or iPads, and they can actually work from wherever. It doesn't even have to be from home. They can work from, uh, if they're on holiday, they can continue working from wherever they are. And then I guess, you know, if we bring back, if we come back to the picture of, you know, official versus expanded unemployment, um, I mean, some of the uh, rural provinces, uh, which is the flip side, I guess, of, of the question I was asking about, you know, the propensity of those in urban provinces to work from home um, and have, I guess, a much higher occupational sort of skewing towards those in clerical jobs, managerial jobs who have the tools of trade and can work from home. It's quite clear that uh, by the expanded definition, Limpopo in the Eastern Cape, um, in pole position there, uh, probably not the type of pole position you want to be in, 54.5% expanded unemployment, both for the Eastern Cape uh, and Limpopo, and uh, closely followed by uh, the Northwest. Um, well, wh- what do you make of, of those numbers, and I guess um, how those fare in relation to where we might have been this time last year? Yes, uh, it has always been Eastern Cape that has a high unemployment rate according to the highest unemployment rate according to the expanded definition. But this time around, Limpopo has uh, joined uh, the Eastern Cape. And uh, if you look at the difference between the official definition and the expanded definition, particularly for Limpopo, it had the official unemployment rate at 32.5%. But when you look at the, the gap between the official and the expanded definition, it's about 22 percentage points uh, difference. What this means is uh, probably people have, uh, are discouraged uh, so that is why they are not looking for jobs. But if jobs are, are given, 
they are likely to take those jobs. Hence, we see this huge gap in the in the between the official and the expanded definition for provinces like Limpopo and the Northern Cape. Uh, but if you look at the Western Cape, it has uh, the lowest unemployment rate uh, according to the expanded definition at 30.3 percent, and this is not very far from the rate that they have uh, when we use the official definition. And the picture that we are seeing is not very different from what we have seen in the previous quarter. I think the Western Cape had the lowest unemployment rate, and now it has the second lowest unemployment rate, according to the official definition of unemployment. Yeah, yeah. And maybe just, you know, as we wrap up, Asma uh, Lorato, talk to me about the informal sector, uh, especially the non-agricultural informal sector. Um there's been a 9,000 quarter-on-quarter change in jobs um, and a significant year-on-year change in the broader scheme of things, uh, which I guess indicates that many people uh, who might have lost their jobs in the formal sector are being, to some degree, being absorbed in the informal sector, of course, not adequately. Because if you look at uh, you know the year-on-year losses for formal sector, 678,000 jobs uh, as compared to, I guess, the absorption of uh, 238,000 people into the informal sector. Yes, uh, I guess if people lose uh, formal sector jobs, they try to start uh, small businesses uh, for them to to survive. Uh, so hence we are seeing this increase in the informal sector employment. Even quarter on quarter, the informal sector is the only sector that created uh, jobs as much as, uh, as few as 9,000, but it's better than uh, job losses. Uh, the formal sector, on the other hand, lost uh, massive uh, jobs, uh, 571,000 in one single quarter. And if you look at year on year as well, the picture is uh, bleak. It has lost 678,000 uh, jobs, but the informal sector has created uh, 238,000 jobs, as you have uh, rightly said, uh, year on year. But also if you look at uh, private households and agriculture, uh, these sectors are also struggling uh, where we have seen agriculture losing 32,000 jobs quarter on quarter and uh, private households 65,000. But year on year, they've only created a few jobs, like private households year on year only created 9,000 jobs and the agricultural sector created 21,000 jobs. So the informal yeah. sector is more of a survivalist mode where yes. people say, if I lose a job, it's better if I start something small uh, so that uh, my family can, can survive. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just to go back, I guess, to, um, you know, that particular table that you're referring to there, which is sort of the key labor market indicators. Just remind us again, when we talk about not economically active, it includes, yes, those who are discouraged, uh, which there were about just over 3.8 million in uh, the third quarter of this year. And then there's the other, which is sort of not economically active in brackets. Um, Who is that other? Uh, And how do you, I guess, definitionally sort of categorize those ones? Okay, we have uh, the discouraged work seekers, which is clear. It's people who have uh, given up hope of finding any kind of work, or they there are no jobs requiring their skills, or there are no jobs in the areas where they live. Then we have this other, not economically active. This would be people who are not economically active because of reasons other than discouragement. Maybe they have a disability that prevents them from working, or they have other reasons. Maybe they were on leave, or they they are homemakers. They prefer not to work, uh, or they are 
full-time students who prefer not to even do part-time work. So those are the people that are included in this particular uh, category, including discouraged workers, students, homemakers, uh, those who are ill or have disabilities that prevent them from working. Marato, thank you very much for your time and, uh, of course, for that explanation as well. And uh, I guess it would capture many of those who are doing, you know, effective and care tasks within the ambit of the home as well. Um, and I want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us this evening. Malarato Mosiane, the Chief Director responsible for Labour Statistics at our National Statistical Agency, Stats SA.
Ah, oh, thank you, thank you to Nonja Jambo, to Nipo, and uh, to some of the voice notes that have come through there, and maybe just to Nipo's uh, last point there. Uh, well, I mean, I was saying yesterday on the show that, um, you know, the Brent crude oil price, when we're in the hard lockdown, in the middle of the throes of the hard lockdown, I think around between March and July of last year, was hovering, you know, even below $30 a, a barrel. And you would remember, it's a barrel of crude that is then refined into different types of products, which include, yes, paraffin, diesel, petrol, uh, and even things, you know, day to day like Vaseline, petroleum jelly, maybe let me not use the brand, petroleum jelly, uh, as you can hear, even in the name, is one of the derivative products there. Now, the moment there is a reopening of the global economy, you can imagine that demand surges. And uh, Abo OPEC then start to you know come down on our necks, and uh, I think that's that's always the uh, massive challenge when it comes to these things. That you know the hard lockdown, nobody's driving around, so prices can remain low. But the moment everybody starts to pile up in traffic, uh, that's when you start to see many of the challenges uh, coming on. So yeah, continue to send us those uh, WhatsApp voice notes, and uh, yeah, um, uh, you know condolences indeed to the families of those that have lost their loved ones uh, at uh, Impala Platinum Mines after that mud rush and city uh, and yeah please feel free to continue to send us those voice notes on 079-191-4270 we're going to take a brief break now when we come back we take a look in our community focus at the